You're listening to Hidden History, and I'm your host, Ellis Tucci. Hidden History is an audio project of Bulletin Technologies, LLC. To find out how you can fly for a fraction of the cost of commercial, visit bulletinflights.com. On November 8, 1895, the German physicist Wilhelm Konrad Röntgen first produced the Röntgen ray, now known as the X-ray. On December 26, 1898, Polish-French chemist Marie Curie announced the discovery of a new element, radium, in the process coining the word radioactivity. Unbeknownst to them, both Röntgen and Curie would later die from cancers brought on by their research into radioactive science. The knowledge of what excessive radiation does to the body is still relatively new, and in the early to mid-20th century, the cavalier handling of radioactive materials led to horrific deaths from radiation poisoning on the job, and a new and novel way to fit shoes. This is Hidden History. You're listening to episode six, Dem Bones. Rhythm Boys performing the spiritual Dem Dry Bones sometime in the mid-1940s, and while the lyrics allude to the Valley of Dry Bones in chapter 37 of the Book of Ezekiel, the lyrics aren't the important part. The performance itself is. 
Throughout the accompanying music video, a member of the Delta Rhythm Boys dressed in a white cap and gown stands in front of a large black rectangle. And with each somewhat questionable lesson in human anatomy, the corresponding part of the skeleton is lit up. And by the middle of the song, we can see the entire skeletal system projected up like a full-body x-ray. By the 1940s, that kind of imagery was a fun gimmick. But when Wilhelm Röntgen's first medical x-ray saw his wife's skeletal hand on full display, it was revolutionary. The field of radiology and x-rays was slow to develop, but soon commercial applications became apparent, and the market for radioactive material skyrocketed. One of the many markets for elements such as radium was, surprisingly enough, watch manufacturers. Radium, when refined and added into paint, glows bright green. So in 1917, when the U.S. Radium Corporation needed painters to apply their line of undark glowing paints to watches for the military, they told the scores of women that they employed that what they were handling was perfectly safe. And while chemists for U.S. Radium used lead shielding and protective clothing to safely handle the radioactive substance, the sum of 4,000 workers that were employed by the companies across North America to perform this task did not. In fact, U.S. Radium encouraged the young women, who would later be known as the Radium Girls, to point their paintbrushes with their tongues in order to keep it at a fine point. Since the employees were being led to believe that Radium was harmless, nothing stopped them from painting themselves with it covering their fingernails, faces, and even teeth with the deadly substance. Soon, they began to get sick, suffering from conditions such as anemia or necrosis in the jaw. In order to help diagnose the illnesses at U.S. Radium, the doctors used primitive x-ray machines, bombarding their bodies with even more radiation. U.S. Radium passionately denied the claim that radiation was poisoning their workers, pressuring the doctors that treated them not to reveal their records. They instead claimed that the illnesses were a result of syphilis, a disease that carried a massive stigma at the time. The accusation was meant to destroy the reputation of the ill. Eventually, those who were sick and dying at U.S. Radium's New Jersey plant filed suit, and it took two years to find an attorney that was willing to take on the massive defense contractor. At the first court hearing in 1928, not a single one of the plaintiffs could summon enough strength to lift their hand to take the oath. Eventually, Grace Fryer, Edna Hussman, Catherine Schwab, Quinta McDonald, and Albina Larice won out against U.S. Radium, setting new precedents for labor safety practices and establishing the concept of provable suffering. The case was settled in 1928. Before the trial was deliberated by jury, each of the Radium Girls was to receive $10,000 immediately, plus $600 every year and $12 a week for the rest of their lives. Plus, U.S. Radium was forced to pay every single one of their medical bills for as long as they lived. The case of the Radium Girls single-handedly established occupational disease labor law, Radium painters now had to receive proper training and protective equipment. And radium? It would still be used in watch faces for another four decades. However, the lessons about 
the dangers of radiation didn't really sink in, as in 1927, Dr. Jacob Lowe was granted a patent for a device called a shoe-fitting fluoroscope. It could soon be found in shoe stores across America, Britain, Canada, Germany, Switzerland, and South Africa. And what was it? It was a specialized x-ray machine used by a store attendant to tell you if the shoe you were about to buy really fit. It was most commonly used for children, and even after the news of bone cancer and jaw necrosis in Painters for U.S. Radium and the Radium Dial Corporation surfaced, nobody raised an eyebrow. Shielding on the machines was often removed to improve image quality or to make the thing lighter. As a result, with each viewing, radiation would not only be directed at the feet, but also be scattered throughout the entire body. American machines delivered a dose of 0.13 sieverts per viewing. Three sieverts can cause growth defects in children, and six can cause radiation burns in adults. And after trying on multiple shoes per store visit, and visiting a store multiple times per year, these things tend to add up. It's impossible to say just how much damage the machines did, as the records just don't exist. But as soon as 1948, after the long-term effects of radiation on the victims of the atomic bomb had been observed, their use began to be discouraged. In 1957, Pennsylvania banned their use, and unbelievably, the last American machine was taken out of service in the late 1970s in Boston. But do you want to know what the worst part is? They're still in use today, and they're not even good at fitting shoes. This is Ellis Tucci at Hidden History, signing off.